This is the FCB Podcast Network. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for things for liberty. And they fought so we would be America, land of the Welcome back to the Growing Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Hamilton. With Halloween just a few days away, we're going to do something a little bit different this week and leave the colonial era behind for a minute to talk all about the history of Halloween, from how it started to how we celebrate it today. One of my good friends is joining me today. She's a Halloween expert, and I know this is going to be such a fun episode. Hi, my name is Wendy Lamont. I uh, am here to talk about Halloween, and uh, I am a huge fan of Halloween. I have been uh, my whole life, but it comes from um, having a happy childhood where my parents took me trick-or-treating, and I just loved it as a kid. It was it was magical. I, um, I loved getting dressed up in costumes. I loved candy, going from house to house. The... I love the time of year, you know, autumn is beautiful. And um, so it just comes from having good memories of childhood and then also enjoying it as an adult. Yeah, and I, lo- I know you also, you love the spooky movies that go with it and you're an artist yeah. and you make kind of spooky things sometimes. So you are you are the Halloween queen in my world. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I like to sculpt Halloween figures, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, uh, and then other things like fairy tale characters, um, but yeah, it kind of seeps into a lot of what I do. And of course, I decorate my house. I've been um, working on props for my house right now um, for the end of this month, getting it ready. I've got a graveyard in the front yard and and uh, all that fun stuff. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. We know where the love of Halloween comes from for you, but where does that come from as a culture? You know, how did Halloween start? Yeah, so for its very origins, you have to go way back to Europe and uh, particularly the British Isles. Um, you have to go back to uh, people called the Celts, an ancient people. Uh, they um, were mostly in Ireland, the British Isles, but then also spread across Europe too. They believed that uh, the doors between this world and the other world opened one night a year. And that on that night, the dead could return to the living. And also fairies and other supernatural creatures could cross over. Uh, So this night marked the end of of summer and the beginning of winter. So it was a sort of celebration of harvest, um, temporary abundance of food. And um, uh, the the Celtic day began when the sun went down. And so uh, their festival started with the onset of darkness uh, around the 34th, excuse me, around the 31st of October uh, with a feast. And they called this festival Samhain. Mm -hmm. So Samhain is kind of, we go, we think back to that as the very, very 
first origins of for the inspiration of Halloween, but it took a long road to get to America and um, and being celebrated as we know it today. So was Samhain something that was celebrated in early America? No, it by the time it so over the years, what happened was um, the Celts became influenced by Christianity. Uh, the church spread, of course, and spread Christianity. And so what the church would do instead of getting rid of these pagan festivals, mm -hmm. they would integrate those festivals into the church holidays. So at some point, they the church started to celebrate All Saints Day on November 1st. Mm -hmm. And they kind of centered it around this this old festival, Samhain, and uh, and made it kind of brought it into the church, kind of converged the two, sort okay. of. Um, so the first recorded celebrations of Halloween began to appear during the 14th century, but this is all still, of course, in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, by 1550, Samhain was completely absorbed into All Saints and All Souls Day, the Christian holidays. Uh, it was a joyful celebration, but also a, uh, a somber reminder of death, really, because of the time of the year and uh, celebrating the saints that had gone before. So, so if it's the night before All Saints Day, what does the word Halloween mean? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from All Hallows' Eve, um, and that, again, goes back to that old All Saints' Day. Um, it's just the eve of All Hallowed, or Hallow means holy. It meant holy. So that's where we get the name Halloween. <laughs> so when did we get some of these more modern customs? Like, like why do we dress up on Halloween? Yeah, so there are a couple different theories on why we dress in costumes. Um, back during the uh, the more ancient times of the Celts and and afterwards, a lot of people would dress up in elaborate costumes in order to uh, trick the trick ghosts mm -hmm. into uh, so that they wouldn't be recognized. Um, but we actually think that, um, we actually think that in America, the costume tradition came more from a, a more recent Christmas tradition, mm -hmm. uh, because the way we celebrate Christmas too cha has changed a lot over the last few centuries. So, um, there was a Chris Christmas custom where, uh, Costumed revelers were required to guess the identities of disguised guests. So people, the kids, kids and adults are dressed up, and um, and the guests or the um, people who they uh, visited, if they couldn't identify the identity of the uh, the costumed children and adults they'd have to hand over a treat so oh. 
Sometimes, like that's maybe where the term trick or treat comes from too. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a couple different, it's, um, there are a couple different theories on trick or treating too. So that's one, uh, that it was kind of, um, integrated with that old Christmas tradition, but also, um, going back to the 1600s in, in Europe, Halloween became known as bonfire nights for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so young people would work in advance to collect fuel for these big fires they made all over town, you know, and on hills. And uh, so house to house begging was involved with that. Um, and when the children went through the town to, to beg for, you know, wood and fuel and whatever would fuel the bonfires, they would uh, sometimes even smear their faces with charcoal and dressed in rags. And so that could have been a sort of, sort of an early ancestor of uh, the ritual of trick and trick or treat. We, uh, so it's, it's got a, Halloween has a long complicated history and, uh, and it evolves so many different times over the years that we don't know exactly how to pinpoint these traditions, you know, to their earliest origins. We can kind of guess looking at how the traditions evolved over time. Yeah. It seems like a lot of different cultures and a lot of different traditions came together and ended up making it something pretty American. I don't think um, other yes. other countries really do Halloween in, in quite the same way. Yes. Um, so Halloween in America... Um, it really started in the mid-1800s. So what happened was uh, in the mid-1800s, Ireland had a huge potato famine, a famine, and um, many, many people died, but also many people fled to America during that time. And so because, you know, going back to Samhain, it was a very Irish, mm -hmm. British Isles holiday. And so they brought all those customs with them. And um, as they came over, they brought they brought these customs and traditions, and then also adapted them to to where they were, this new place they were living in. Right. So uh, back in Ireland, kids would they would carve turnips. They would carve faces out of turnips. And, and that was their jack-o'-lantern. But when they got to America, pumpkins were much more plentiful and they were probably e easier to carve. So they started carving pumpkins instead and making those their jack-o'-lanterns. So they brought what they knew with them and then adapted it to you know their environment. And as the years went by, of course, again, the traditions evolved and changed um in the uh in the 1920s and 1930s in america the big thing about halloween was involved pranks and um some of them were innocent pranks you know like kicking over pumpkins and and uh doing silly things in in people's yards you know kind of like how kids roll toilet paper in, in trees today, you know, stuff like that. So some of it was innocent, 
but um, in the 1920s, that really spread into urban areas and it became outright vandalism in some places. So it got to be kind of dangerous and, and naughty and not, you know, not fun. So what happened was towns and communities found more um, practical alternatives. They, um, towns and civic groups like the YMCA, Boy Scouts, they started to offer kids and teenagers other ways to celebrate Halloween, like with parties, parades, costuming, carnivals, contests. Um, schools also started to take a role in, you know, helping kids celebrate Halloween. So that that was a that was a better outlet to that. So all of this kind of um, helped to reduce those the the pranks and the and the vandalism that was kind of getting out of hand out of hand at the time um also during that time if you go online you can find information about these old books that were published and they were called bogey books and they were um they were all about halloween and how to how to celebrate Halloween kind of also this was all to stem the the um the pranks and the the mischief that came out of Halloween um so the books would include poetry one act plays uh pageant suggestions things for the theatrical performances and so um this they were the purpose of them was to occupy kids' minds for the week leading up to Halloween and uh, in hopes that that would keep them from thinking about pranking. Yeah, it sounds like things were getting a lot more kind of organized during that time, maybe a yes. little more official. Exactly, exactly. And then after, it wasn't until after the Second World War when the rationing was over um, and luxuries like candy were readily available again that's when trick-or-treat finally started to spread through the entire u.s before that it, it was just being celebrated in in kind of patches around the country in different cultures or immigrant immigrant communities but by it was after the second world war that it really spread through the whole united states and became a real kind of an american thing as yeah, we know it kind of, yeah that's kind of when i picture like the heyday of halloween being like in the yeah. 50s yeah the 50s exactly is the golden age of trick-or-treating they call it it um mm -hmm. it's when uh yeah candy was being produced in huge quantities um costumes were they went from being created at home to you know and sewn at home to being store-bought, more store-bought costumes um, with the, you know, the plastic masks and, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, dresses and, and, and costumes that covered the body. So, um, yeah, that's when 1950s on is when it, it started to look like more like what we 
celebrate today mm-hmm. with trick-or-treating and um and so you can see how it evolved so much it changed over the years so much even back in europe before it came to america and it's still kind of changing today you know um it's not as it's not just a, a kid's holiday now it's adults participate you know we have parties concerts all kinds of festivals and and things for adults too yes that was great that is an excellent overview of how halloween got here and you know like i mentioned one of the things i love about it is that it takes a lot of different traditions and turns it into something uniquely american it really Uh, is yeah yeah. so was there anything i missed that you wanted to make sure we we talk about Uh, i just wanted to mention that so like you said halloween has become it's a very uniquely american thing now at least the way we we celebrate it and for a long time, it had kind of become non-existent in Europe. And so now um, the U.S. is influ- influencing U- Europe and their celebration of Halloween. Now over there, you can you can buy costumes in stores. And this has been pretty recent, just in the last, I think, decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy, there's trick-or-treating and... Um, and uh, so we're now influencing Europe with our Halloween tradition. So it kind of came full circle, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so one last question. This is going to be a hard one for you, but what is your very favorite thing about Halloween? Gosh. So I think for me, it's decorating my house and my yard and coming up with uh um, different things for, to make my house look spooky. I, um, built a, you know, a graveyard. Um, I love to carve pumpkins and put them outside. So I've got a, I've got a bunch of pumpkins I need to carve and, um, just, I decorate the inside too with Halloween collectibles and, uh, vintage pieces. And, um, so that for me, is is my favorite aspect of it. I love it. And that reminds me, I think I forgot to ask you something important. And that is why do we carve pumpkins? What were they meant for? Yes. So we don't, we know that the term jack-o'-lantern came from um, around like 1600s Britain. And people called night watchmen holding lanterns, jack-o'-lanterns. Mm. So, and Jack was just a generic name for, you called somebody Jack if you didn't know what their their first sure. name was. So <laughs> that's where the term jack-o'-lantern came from. But we don't know exactly how that came to be applied to carved pumpkins. So that's kind of a mystery that's lost to to history. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely come across that on the show. Yes. Well, they are still, no matter why they're they have that name, they are still so much fun and definitely an icon of the holiday. Definitely. Yes. All right, Wendy, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us an introduction into the history of Halloween. Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. I loved that quick history of Halloween. And next week, we will be back to our Colonial America and how America was founded. 
In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Growing Patriots or growingpatriots.com. See you next time. all from tyranny wished everything for liberty and they thought so we would be America land of the This has been a presentation of the FCB Podcast Network, where real talk lives. Visit us online at fcbpodcasts.com.